0: You're listening to Panthers on Tap. I'm Curtis Round joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing our love for the game in Carolina Panthers football. So join us. Crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care. Whatever makes you sleep better at night. Before we get into tonight's episode, a little self-promotion. Stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group, Panthers on Tap. We have over 2,500 members you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Just search Panthers on tap. Before we get to our guests tonight, just want to say a quick thank you to our listeners and followers on Twitter. I know these past 17 weeks have been tough. It's tough for us, but we are glad we are making it through together. We really appreciate you guys and the support over this past year. So thank you guys so much. Bryson, how you doing tonight? Could be better, man. Um, obviously, the season's been
1: rough, like you mentioned. Um, hoping for some news to come out within the next week or so uh, in Carolina Panther uh, territory in Charlotte there, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, no, we got a special guest with us tonight, a first timer on the show. You might know him from his articles on the riot report. He also writes for dynasty league football, Finn Sider with SB nation. He's got over 10,000 followers on Twitter, also known as, brick wall blitz Johnny Kinsley joins us on Panthers on tap Johnny thank you for coming on
2: hey thanks for having me let's put on a good show let's do
0: it well guys really me me and Bryson have been sounding like a broken record but this offense is just straight up trash let's cut right to the chase um getting into this weekend's game just going through a recap here of the Buccaneers loss they they started on they started off Really, with some rhythm, I thought the first drive they went down the field. They got a field goal. It was short yardage, dink and dunk with Darnold, and they kind of just kept it manageable for him, which was a good. It was a good game plan going in. Second drive, you know, Chuba gets the touchdown, and they're off 10-0, And you think the offense is blazing a little bit, but again, it's the same old story. The wheels fall off, and Darnold gets the strip sack. Uh, I, t- I tweeted this out during the game. I was like, this is typically where the team falls apart and can they bounce back from a turnover and they do what they do every week. No score in the second half. The offensive line looked terrible. Miss blocks, missed blitz pickups. The running backs looked confused on who the hell they were blocking. Bryson, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts offensively of this team?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, I thought that they started off decent, um, had a good, you know, their scripted plays in their first drive, uh, getting Darnold, getting his feet wet a little bit back in. Um, you know, he went 17 for 26, 132 yards, and then did have an interception on the last drive there, um, which we all felt was coming. I feel like everybody on Twitter thought that w- that was going to happen. Um, they needed a touchdown, two-point conversion to tie, and Darnold throws an in interception. But um, – You know, I – this is what I expected, really. It was a low-scoring game, like I thought. Uh, The Saints really don't have a quarterback either. Uh, 10 to 18, right in the range, you know, that that we thought. But uh, Chuba, you mentioned, I have seen enough of Chuba, in my opinion. Uh, I do not like Chuba Hubbard. Um, He has terrible balance. He can't catch the ball. He can't block. He can't – he's not fast. He doesn't have breakaway speed. I I just – I don't really like Chuba and I I get he's a rookie and all Panthers fans are always defending him for some reason on Twitter, but I've, I've just seen enough. And I think Amir Abdullah brings more to the team when he's on the field um, with that, you know, just like a little lightning bolt on the field for Carolina, just more of a Christian McCaffrey type player, obviously not Christian McCaffrey, but closer, closer to Christian McCaffrey than Chuba is in my opinion. Um, Darnold was Darnold, uh, you know, uh, stepped up into a couple sacks, uh, had the strip fumble, had the interception, uh, not really much to say there. It's just the usual with this team. And I think it's clear uh, up to this point that Joe Brady was not the the problem. I think actually under Joe Brady, they averaged more yards and more points than they have so far under Jeff Nixon. So um, Joe Brady was the, the scapegoat, uh, in my opinion, like, like I've been saying all along and um, just a piss poor performance and, uh you know ho- hopefully changes can be made and
0: and we can um be on the uptrend going into the offseason johnny what, what what'd what you think of the offense
2: Uh it, it it honestly just like disturbs me like how how like how like poor this receiving corpse has been like this was like this is a part of the offense that was like so hyped coming into the offseason it's like especially um with uh, with the pieces that they got, um, like Robbie Anderson was extended, uh, Terrence Marshall, uh, they drafted like a lot of people loved him coming out of college, and a uh, Shy Smith. I think, I don't think he like no, he wasn't born. He like, he was born in the he was born on the same day the Panthers were founded, which is like why I remember him so much. But he is he's come along kind of like in the offense quite a bit. So come like like combine that with D.J. Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and um, like like maybe 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 Sam Darnold would like become uh like the Sam Darnold, like a lot of people wanted him to be when he was coming out of college. And uh like it was easy like to see why this this group is getting hyped, but like it's it's just absolutely disturbing how like a guy like Robbie Anderson has just been like he's just like ghosted like like the vast majority of the season like after getting that contract. Which is like I'm not I'm not saying he hasn't like he hasn't like mailed it in or whatever, but like he's like he's just an absolute no show. And like like you guys said, Joe Brady, while a guy that I never really I like I wasn't really Keen on, like he was definitely used as a scapegoat because, like, somehow this offense has just has just gotten absolutely worse uh, since his firing, and it's just um it absolutely continued in this game. And and, and like, I, I don't, like I don't know if there's really an excuse because the Saints, the Saints, the Saints are like, as far as I know, like they're on their QB three right now. Taysom Mill, while uh, he gets a lot of contracts from the Saints for whatever reason, he's not the guy that you would get as a QB two, and and the Saints knew that because they had Trevor Simeon coming in. Uh, To replace Jameis Winston when he tore his ACL, and yet for some reason he's outperforming every Panthers quarterback, and no one can really explain why. But like, but like, actually, like the explanation is like the coaching is like, like the coaching is like running circles around the Panthers. But like, that's kind of obvious considering like how long Sean Payton has been doing this in New Orleans. As much as Panthers fans absolutely hate the guy, and maybe for good reason, he's he's one hell of a coach and. It like it like it just goes to show um like what like what like what he can like what these guys can do uh like in these situations, like in like in a bad situation, you can see like what Matt Rule's doing right now is you know like it can't it just can't come up to par in comparison with what Sean Payton's doing. And of course there and of course there is the offensive line thing, which is like this this might be the worst offensive line I've seen this year. And that's it's awful. Yeah, it's 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 kind of saying a lot because like you you like you think like oh boy, boy like what what about teams like the Bengals or the Dolphins? Which yeah, those are very like those are kind of like valid comparisons. And like earlier in the season, I did say the Dolphins like might have the worst offensive line, but they've at least made some adjustments in the in the quick passing game to kind of like neutralize it. I don't think there's anything you could really do to like neutralize um, the the efforts the Panthers' offensive line has made because uh, have you seen it? The, the interior offensive line. Is absolutely atrocious. Like, they're, like it's bad enough that they're constantly shuffling guys in and out due to like COVID or like various injuries. But it's like at the same time, these they don't inspire like all that all that much confidence e- either. Like, what like it says a lot that like the best like one of the best uh, or like maybe not best but like one of the better uh, linemen on this team is a 25 year old rookie that you barely even start and. <sighs> the more I talk about the offensive line, the more like I'm going to, I'm going to like digress or whatever. It was just not a good game. It was very piss poor, but that's probably like, that probably goes without saying. And and, and you mentioned the the Bengals as, as being
1: that, you know, in competition for Carolina for having one of the worst lines in the league and the two guards for Carolina are two players, the Bengals cut and, <laughs> and now start for the Carolina yeah, it's, Panthers. It, so
2: yeah, it's, it's really full circle,
1: John Miller and Michael Jordan. So uh, yeah, oh. I mean, I'm not sure how these men are employed in the NFL because they suck at their job, but it,
0: um, Matt Rule. I, I mean, that's all I can say. Matt Rule. Yeah. John Miller, I am what he, his press conference after that game, that guy, oh. he is terrible. He really is. He's bad. And I get it. He might have effort, but he should not be on any NFL roster. Sacks happen, man. He, he had a, a a, damn near Mark Sanchez butt fumble moment when he, him, him <laughs> and, uh, Michael Jordan blocked each other la- this past Sunday. But that's besides mm. the point. I want to go back to this some of the things you guys mentioned. I think in some defense a little bit here, I think you see the Saints quarterbacks playing a little bit better. And you guys talked about it. The Saints have a way better offense line than Carolina. I mean, it's yeah. night and day. Yeah. So th- they have that going from that doesn't discount. Sean Payton is one hell of a coach. I mean, that guy. But they also
1: did have, they were missing both starting tackles. Their starting center and a guard that game against Carolina, like they were playing their backups.
0: Well, and and Carolina's have, on their like third and fourth and fifth backup. There's a 10 like Carolina. Well, even worse. John Miller's
1: been a starter since day one, <laughs> and Michael Jordan came in and took over left guard position. But I understand that the center, um, Pat Elfine, playing center, and then Christensen should have been the starter at left tackle day one as well. But mm. that's you know, that, that's here nor there. But uh, the Saints have dealt with as much turnover as Carolina has this year. Um, I disagree on that. I, I think, I think I it's, ju- I think it's close. And, uh, and obviously coaching is, is the difference. Um, the Saints, Saints, have,
0: in- Saints have an established offensive line. Granted this past game, there was injuries and an established team game that, game. and an established team that lost to a breeze. So uh, they did not lose as much as Carolina has lost. I, I, I mean, that's, I don't think you can say that, but. Well, well either-
1: what exactly did Carolina lose? Hmm? what what exactly did carolina lose? no i mean
0: coming in from from 2020 to to now is they you take rosters across the board i mean i think it's night and day between the two well I, I, I was
1: talking in context of this season like injury wise i think that the saints have dealt with as much if not more than carolina but um but yeah i, I mean, just think the baseline
0: where the panthers and saints were the Saints were way ahead of the Panthers for, and even if they had lost a few guys, it's still way better than what Carolina's baseline is. That's kind of what I'm getting at. No, so yeah, going, that's fair. That's fair. Going to going to the Joe Brady stuff, I, I I feel like me, Bryson, and I have been we've been defending Joe Brady this year. I think that's I think you would agree with me there, mm-hmm. and um, I, I I do think he was the scapegoat. And I also would kind of defend Jeff Nixon. I don't even know if this is really Jeff Nixon's fault right now, even. I, I just think it's really shitty quarterback play. The offensive line has gone awful. Jeff Nixon has to come in week, what, 13, 14, help me out. One of these weeks, he had to come in way late. He had, he had another quarterback that just started on the roster in Cam Newton, like, I don't even think it's Jeff's Nixon's fault at this point, and I'm not saying he's the answer at offensive coordinator next year, but this offense is just so bad right now that it's I mean, it, it's a number of things that we've mentioned. They're just you need to blow up the whole freaking offense, really. Besides, like the key, like the DJ Moores and the Robbie Andersons and you know, Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy and may, I don't know. I mean, who knows where, where he's going to be next year, but this team, uh, this, I mean, this offense is just, it's It's disgusting. It's it's nasty. It makes me want to throw up when I watch them play. Yeah. And I, I wanted to pull up some numbers here. You mentioned them, but Joe Brady, just comparing the two him and Nixon, he was averaging 308 yards total um, and Nixon 265 so there's definitely a considerable distance. Rushing the ball, it looks like 111 to 99, so that's comparable. And then 197, 165 passing. But yeah, it, they definitely gone down the shitter since Brady left. And I, I, I think it was clear that Matt Rule thought there needed to be a move somewhere, and that's where he went. But you know, I mean, I don't, th- I don't think Joe Brady. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to end up somewhere. I'm assuming he will this off season, whether it's the NFL or in college, but it remains to be seen. I think it's definitely and, college. Yeah, you think so?
2: Yeah. It also it also kind of says a lot about like the Panthers this season. That like the one team they they scored at least 30 points on was the Cardinals, a team that they are always good against. And then like otherwise, it's just been just not so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Cardinals game makes no fucking sense
1: whatsoever. It, like I understand Colt McCoy is yeah. playing, but like. Where did like? Oh my God! Just like looking at the season, like the whole, they just, as a whole they, like-
2: they just they just own the Cardinals. They're like like no matter what, no matter what. Like the last three seasons, they've beaten the Cardinals. Like you can count on them to do that. Yeah, that's it's just so crazy.
0: Yeah, that it, that was such an outlier game. I get it, the Cam Newton energy and stuff, but yeah, it, like it fell off after that. So that doesn't even make sense <laughs> for why that uh, even no, happened. No. <laughs> so it's yeah, that is yeah I can they can they play can they play the Cardinals 18 or 17 games out of the season that'd be awesome like is just that too con- much to ask or,
2: yeah just convince themselves they're placing the Cardinals every week <laughs> that's well, the trick there
0: let's move to the defense now me personally I thought the defense played well I thought this was one of their probably the, one of their best games with all the guys they had out Derek Brown played outstanding I mean the guy chased down I mean I don't I don't know if you want to say chased down but he tackled Kamara on that long-ass run, which was incredible. And then I got to give my boy Frankie Luvu a shout-out. He <laughs> played he played well, and he needs to be a starter. But And Shaq, too. Shaq, give a shout-out to him. He's played well all freaking season long. I felt like he's hmm. been a, a bright spot for this defense every yeah. time he's been starting on the field. When he was injured, that hurt. But, yeah, he's been playing really well. I thought some of the young guys played decent. Um, they obviously were giving up some chunk plays to, man, I'm losing his, the wide receiver for the saints. That was, he was catching Galloway. Yeah. He was, they were dinking and dunking and running comebacks and that they struggled with that a little bit, but otherwise I felt like the defense held up there and they played well enough for them to win this game without a doubt.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I agree.
1: Uh, Again, the saints offense isn't very good uh, with, 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 um, Taysom Hill at quarterback, and their offensive line injured, but they did do a good job against um, Kamara. They held him to 32 yards rushing and 68 yards receiving. The receiving could be better, but the rushing was great. Um, like you mentioned, Frankie Luvu, he had nine total tackles, uh, six solo, three t- uh, tackles for loss. I mean, he was all over the field, and the, I, th- I thought he was great for the for the run game. I thought he played a huge role in that, um, tackling Kamara behind the line a couple times. And then Shaq Thompson as well. Like you mentioned, Jeremy Chen had a sack. He's been stepping up his play the past couple of games. I think Um, he's kind of been not a disappointment, but like not as much as you would expect coming off of last season on Jeremy Chen as a whole, but I think he's been stepping up lately. Uh, And then Derek Brown, like you mentioned, he's been playing great since he got benched. I feel like that kind of energized him a little bit and uh, he had a sack and then that chase down and two tackles were lost. So, Uh, I thought the defense played, played well uh, overall for the, you know, the injuries that they had. I think um, during the game, you know, uh, a couple corners went out and then like, it was uh, Keith Taylor and um, a couple other players that stepped up. Kenny Robinson also uh, Matt rule mentioned today in his presser, but Kenny Robinson has been playing well. And I think that he's going to be a a important part of this defense for years to come. So, yeah, I, I was happy with the defense on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and before Johnny you jump in here, I want to say this was one of the um least amount of rushing yards this defense has given up all year. I, it might be the least. They had mm-hmm. what 73. I think the was first it, time they played the Saints
1: they held uh, Kamara to like 7 oh, yards did they? or something. Was it yeah. lower?
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, but still, it's considered, like this and with all the guys out, I mean, they had a lot, they had a decent amount of starters out on the defense. For yeah. them and some of these backup guys to come in and play, I feel I feel like some of those guys play better than the starters in the rush defense. To be yeah. honest with you, Luvu
1: absolutely over Jermaine Carter.
2: Oh man, <laughs> that probably goes without saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, just your your first impressions of the defense this weekend.
2: I don't know if I can really add like all that much. Like you guys, pretty much like nailed it on the head. What I can add is like the the weird like the weird like um like contrast like or, or like juxtaposition that like the the defense is in cuz um if you if you look at the stats like they're 19th in points allowed but they're second in uh in yards allowed which which kind of speaks to, like the fact that like the Panthers offense is co- constantly like turning the ball over and and putting the defense in such like unfavorable positions like many of which included the red zone yeah. so and that i, I mean I, I guess that didn't really happen here but like on the other hand, like the Panthers kept wasting like all these drives and they kept punting, Which hey, uh, if you if you want to give like the punter like a better contract, hey, like go for it. But like also we like you got a game to win, so like maybe try and score some points. The problem is they scored ten. Um, like I don't know, just like it's just like like in the modern NFL, when you when you give up like eighteen points in a game. And like it's it's Taysom Hill, but nevertheless, when you give up 18 points in the modern NFL, that usually should be good enough to get a win. That apparently is not good enough to get a win uh, with these Panthers. Is yeah, the op-
1: <laughs> the offense is just not good enough. <laughs> I mean, that's that's no. all there is to it. Like you, this defense has to hold the opposing team to maybe seven to. F- Three to seven, to they almost have to around. score. They really yeah. almost have yeah, to yeah.
0: score, it which is really pathetic. And they're just the one. I think the one knock I would say on this defense, if we're looking at this big picture this year, is they haven't created a lot of turnovers. Like they've struggled. Uh, like yeah, this in Hartsfield. I mean, he uh, any all three of us could have caught that damn ball on Sunday yeah. that was right into his chest. Oh, that was he him. It. Yeah, oh, I think oh. it was Hartsfield. Yeah, so that like, was
2: that was one of the worst throws I've seen all season. By the way.
0: Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, have you it seen Sam bad. Darnold's highlight reel?
2: <laughs> yes, I don't want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, that, I think that would be the knock for me is that they, they got it. And they have opportunities all the time. That one game a couple weeks ago, they had three or four, you know, balls right in their hands on defense and they didn't pick. And it was a game we went to last, wasn't it? Falcons. Yeah. It was a yeah.
2: Yeah. Game. Yeah. Like that was actually the game that came to mind. Like, I think there was like one drive where they were like, they dropped like two interceptions from Matt yep. Ryan. Like they were like they weren't like, to be fair, they, they weren't the easiest interceptions. I think like they were both deflected or whatever, but they also like came in the hands and they just dropped it. And then mm-hmm. like naturally, of course they score a touchdown later on that drive. So yeah. Same with the fumbles.
0: Yeah. Though. I think it was the same game. Maybe Brian Burns tried to scoop and score, missed it. And they got the ball back. Uh, I mean, they did end up forcing a, I think a punt on that drive, but. Again, yeah. it's just those opportunities are going to come up, and you gotta you gotta take advantage
2: when they do. Man, that sadly kind of describes Brian Burns like this season, like just barely missed, yeah, almost. Yeah, like he's so he's so he's so close to like be like being that potential like top five edge rusher, but like it just it it just needs just a bit more, you yeah. know.
0: Guys, let's we'll, we if we're done with the defense. Well, we got to give a shout out to Jeremy Chin. I think we did. I think I said this last yeah. week. Yeah, I he mean, passed a uh, hundred tackles. I think I mentioned it already last yeah. week, but that's a big accomplishment. I think he's. I thought I saw something this week. He's one of three Panthers to do it. Um, so really? that, I mean, that's yeah. I thought I'm
2: so, solo solo. Or don't quote me
0: on this. I'm, I'm pulling this out of the air. I I
2: I, I, I I think what you, I think what you're referencing might be solo. Like, because obviously, like if it's combined, then like a lot yeah, of yeah, I think it is. is but bad.
0: but I know it's. I think it was like him, Keekly, and there was one other person, Thomas Davis,
2: probably or something. Yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Davis or maybe Mills. Yeah.
0: But that, I mean, that's pretty an elite club and we've talked about chin. Uh, Johnny, let's get your take on it. Cause everyone knows about me and Bryson, but what, what did you think of chin this year in the back or uh, at safety? What were your thoughts on him there?
2: Well, it, like, it kind of goes like, well, like well, what you guys said, like, like, like he definitely like was really good, but like maybe not in a way that like really stood out. Like everyone was expecting him to be like, Oh, like a, like a huge all pro like, um, know like 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 what you're expecting coming in the year. like maybe like maybe he's not there quite yet and like maybe he's not making like like the like so many insane explosive plays that you like like like, like, i think like what he's doing is like more like a bit more subtle where it's like 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 maybe like maybe like there are times where he's not like like the instigator of the play but he's doing something that like that like allows others to like kind of get on the action like and of course like he'll do it and like he'll do it himself but like mm-hmm. I don't know, like like maybe like maybe not like what I'm trying to say is like a is like a career defining highlight, which obviously that that kind of happened his rookie season when he had like back to back touchdowns. But um, what like, I th- I think what I'm trying to get across is like I think his contributions were more subtle, but like that's not a bad thing at all because like he was definitely a huge player. Do you like, like, do you still, like
0: him more know. in the box, like they because they had him more as a linebacker, Swiss Army knife last year. You think. Do you think they should go back to that, or do you think he's he's good where he's at at safety? Because me and Bryson go back and forth on this all the time.
2: I think I think in this day and age, like I th- I think you definitely need, need like a combination of, of both, like a guy in the box and a guy in the coverage. Because if you look at a guy like Dern James, who is a safety himself, like, like he's basically like a Swiss Army knife. He can do like pretty much anything on that defense. And I think like if you give Jeremy Chin that kind of role, he like which is not to say like maybe he's not as versatile as Durham James. Cause Durant, that's certainly a high bar at full health, but with chin, I, I i definitely think he's capable of playing in the box and in coverage at a, a very good level. So like, I personally think they should like f- try to find a balance between the two.
0: Let's go back to the offensive line here for a minute. Do we need Brady? To? <laughs> <laughs> Bra- we got to talk about Brady Christensen because that's, that's been a hot topic on Twitter and really in, Matt Rule's press conferences and just a question overall this whole season. Bryson, I'll start with you. Do you think Christensen is the long term answer at left tackle? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a loaded question. I yeah, guess. That, that, that's <laughs> hard
1: to say up, up to this point, but I think Christensen gives them the flexibility to not have to go left tackle in the first round in this upcoming draft, which is important. Uh, I think Christensen has played well enough at left tackle. Uh, to not have to fill that need in the first round with that important first round pick that they have the only pick in the top 100. Um, so I think that's very important. And then um, going into next season, obviously you see how he performs throughout the whole entire season, being a starter with hopefully some longevity on the offensive line and some continuity of having the same left guard beside of him and just get him getting comfortable. Um, I think he provides you that. I don't know if he's a long-term answer yet. I, I can't really comfortably say yes or no, but uh, but I think he is definitely um, good enough to be the starter next season as of right now.
0: Johnny.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm with Bryson here. Like, I don't know if he's a long-term guy, but like, he like I think the coaches have at the very least, like tried to give him like a chance, which is like one of the few compliments I can really give the coaching staff is that, is that like, they've given him at least like 60 snaps in his last three games, which coincidentally enough, like are games that he's, that he's all started. Um, I like, I don't know. I do, I do think like, as we know, like the Panthers left tackle situation has been cursed. Like, I don't know, like the entire decade, like maybe, like maybe some, like maybe like a few 13 years or so. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> like, like, like since like, like I could, I, I couldn't even like, remember like the last good tackle they've had. Like, Jordan Gross. Yeah. Gross. Nope. Yeah. Which kind of describes the situation, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I, I would at least give them a chance. Like, I, I don't think you need to waste like an early pick on them. Like, even like if you want like 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 perhaps like some depth and like the later rounds or whatever mm-hmm. but i think christensen is like definitely like i don't know if it's like good enough to start but like he's definitely good enough to like continue seeing like where where this is going like like if it's worth it or not
1: yeah to, to fill the void and I, I saw i saw you tweeted just a couple uh, minutes ago well uh, a little bit ago johnny that he's 25 years old so like he's he needs to be Man. in there like you you can't waste time like He's gonna be thirty, and and, and you're still gonna be saying, "Oh, like can can he be our starter or not?" Like you need to know,
2: like. Yeah, JC Hikes, twenty-five-year-old <laughs> rookie. Like first off, and you, like you keep him on the bench for like most of the season. That's, yeah, That's yeah that that weird. has that
0: has been really frustrating because, I mean, the options in front in front of him were it's Cam Irving. Like the guy, <laughs> the guy is That, a, that was that was not a good signing from the very start. No, kinda, no, and I kind of knew that. <laughs> the
1: whole yeah, and that
0: uh, yeah, and like Cam Irving, and then and then they, they, but even like those backup options that they put, Dennis Daly was there for a bit. Like those, I don't know, those guys were just they're they're shitty. <laughs> there's yeah. no there's no putting any anything else around it. They're just not good options and. I get the, the fans gripe was justified. I think, I mean, give this guy, let him make mistakes, let play him the whole year, because I would like to know where he would be right now. If he had played, even if he didn't play the first three games, let's say. Um, I wonder where he'd be right now. If he had played, you know, eight to 10 games this season, it would, I mean, it'd be interesting to see where he's at developmental wise, but. I guess we're not on that damn sideline. <laughs> no, no. Well, why don't we talk? Why don't we go into this? We, we got to get into Matt Rule here and do a little predicting of what we think is going to happen. I know, I know a lot of the reports out there. As late as today, Ian Rappaport said he doesn't think Matt Rule's going anywhere, and he's going to be around for another season. But the Panthers, nevertheless. They've lost six straight. Is that my right on that? Six straight. Hopefully I have that right. They're five and eleven. Uh, do you guys think Matt Rule sticks around for another season?
1: Um, yeah, I
2: think, yeah, I think so.
1: Go ahead, Johnny. Go ahead.
2: Oh, um, yeah, I I don't I, I don't I don't really see Tepper um we're like moving on from like this quick, like I, I feel like Tepper, like, like feels that like he's invested in, in him so much. And like that, that was a quote from like earlier, earlier this week that he was like, he was like apparently like frustrated by like how much he spent just like just to get him on the Panthers, which kind of says a lot about like his confidence. Which like maybe, like maybe at the time he was like, oh yeah, this guy's coaching like his ass off at Baylor, like he could be a good, uh, locker room leader, uh, for this Panthers team. And then like he paid for him, was like, maybe this is a bad idea but like it was it was already like too late like too far down the rabbit hole that he couldn't like pull himself out like he was like "Uh, i guess this is the best we can do right now but i think like i think like that in combination with like you know like i i guess like 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 the kind of coach speak that matt rule has in his press conferences like like I've, i've seen i've seen quite a bit of like nfl twitter saying he's like he's kind of like this con salesman he's got like this uh used car salesman kind of vibe or whatever which, like, I don't know, like, maybe maybe it's convinced Tepper to be like, oh, like, all right, maybe give him, like, another year or whatever, which is, like, kind of crazy to say, considering this guy signed up for, like, seven years, and he's kind of, like, hammered at home that, uh, hey, this could be a seven-year rebuild, which uh, should scare a lot of Panthers fans. But anyway, um, yeah, I think, I think he's around. I, I don't feel good about it, but, like, that's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> you know, there are all these reports that, uh, like Johnny mentioned, that Tepper's you know embarrassed that he gave him this contract and and stuff, and um, you know, be- bearing an uh, epic meltdown that he's going to be the coach next year. But I don't know what the definition of an epic meltdown is. If it's not starting three and zero fin- and finishing five and twelve, like how is that not an epic meltdown? Like you you start three and zero, your team is playing well. You you make win now trades like. Stephon Gilmore and your team finishes five and 12 in last place in the NFC South. And you have a top six pick in the NFL draft. Like that's an Epic meltdown. And I don't know, uh, what Tepper want, like would want to see else than that, uh, Matt rule shown clear regression from year one to year two, his team isn't as good as it was last year, but his team this year has better talent than it did last year. Uh, I mean, there's reports that, You know, Matt Rule saying to his to his players that, hey, I could go coach at uh, Penn State or wherever USC and make more money, but I want to be here with you guys. Like, that's just stuff you don't that you don't say in an NFL locker room. Um, Matt Rule, I believe, is just built better to be a college coach, and that's just the person he is. And a lot of the times, like college coaches don't work out. Uh, Nick Saban, the greatest college coach of all time, arguably didn't work out in the NFL, and he's still winning in college. Like, it's okay to admit that you made a mistake, and it's okay to. Say okay, this isn't for me, and it's time for me to go back to where I belong. And I think that's what the Panthers need to do. But I, I don't know. I really hope with everything I have that he's not back for for his third year because I just really, I just really think he's not it. Like you're, this is not a coach that's going to win a Super Bowl, and that's the ultimate goal um, as an organization. Like you want a coach that can take you to the promised land, and Matt Rule just doesn't strike me as the person that's ever going to do that for Carolina. So. Just cut your ties, move on. Interview some of these coaches uh, that are are coming up in in, uh, vacancy talks in Jacksonville and other places, and just um, move on.
0: Yeah, are you guys buying the reports that he's like he's safe? Because there's a lot of people out there saying Mm -hmm. he's safe. And Rappaport last year said Doug Peterson was safe, and Peterson is no longer on the Philadelphia Mm -hmm. Eagles. I mean, I, I kind of figure he's on his way out though. I mean, yeah. do you, th- do you, are you, uh, are you guys like set that he's, he's coming back for a third year? Cause I am torn. Like I honestly don't think anyone knows yet. I don't. No, I,
1: like Tepper hasn't come out and said anything himself. He's been quiet and he's a, not a quiet owner normally. Like he's, he likes to be in the public eye and likes to do press conferences and likes to talk to the fans, but he hasn't been. And uh, one part of that is probably because his product that he's putting on the field is embarrassing and, uh, he doesn't. I work.
0: honestly think it's telling. I think his silence. Yeah, is
1: it's his his silence speaks yeah. volumes. So I, I I think I think until we hear. I happened, honestly
0: think though. I think you take his silence is uh, for better for Matt Rule. Is that how you Is that what you think? I honestly yeah. think his silence, being silent, is bad for Matt Rule. I honestly think mm. that there is. There could be something coming, but again, I'm just, I'm just going off of what I, per- this is my personal thing. This is nothing that I know, but I just think it's telling that he has not, I mean, the guy has usually at least once dropped some, something, I yeah. mean, I've, we talked about it at a Christmas tree lighting or some event, he usually opens up his mouth, so I don't know. We'll see it. It's, it's definitely yeah. going to be interesting. People, you guys know my opinion. Oh, well, Johnny, yeah. I don't know if you know my opinion, but I well, do, th- I do <laughs> think, Ruhle, I do think Matt rule. I do think Matt Rule should be should, should get another season. I think the year three, I'd like to see what he does just based off his track record and yeah. continuity with this team, but we'll see. I mean, I, anything could happen Monday. I really think that, I mean, I,
2: yeah, it can I go will- either way. I, I, I will say if they do fire him, I, I believe he will be the first coach in Panthers history to like, without like a non losing season. So it's so, all, so like a season where or like, he's at least 500, which is not possible now. Cause there's 17 games. I mean, I mean, I guess it kind of is cause the tie, but like, that's like, you can't really expect that. But like even, even George Seifert who like had that eight and eight season, like obviously that's a non losing season. He, have a, he didn't have a winning season, but he had, had a non losing season. Like Matt, Matt will, if he gets fired, he's going to be the first coach. In Panthers history, history, to not even have that.
0: That's sad. I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we tweet,
0: we, I tweeted this out the other day on our account on Panthers on tap on Twitter. But the Panthers right now have the six, six seed in the NFL draft. If the, if the Giants beat the Washington football team and the Panthers lose, they move up to five. And if I'm right, they can't move farther down than six either. So they have six or five is that, am, am I saying yeah. Okay. Do, what do you guys, what are your thoughts on this weekend's game as far as do you want them? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe this answer is obvious. Do you want them to lose? Or do you want them to win, to build momentum going into the next season? Cause you, you get, you get people that are on both sides of the coin on that one.
2: How much yeah. do you want to lose by?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I, obviously it's better for the team to lose, uh, uh, you know, to hopefully improve their draft by a pick or whatever, um, and then improve the chances that Matt Rule gets fired. But um,
2: you know, players the, never, never going to want that, though.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and uh, you know, we ain't it, asking the players, all I'm asking you guys.
2: Touche, touche.
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's tough for the fan of me to want my team to lose, uh, but it's just better <laughs> in
0: this situation. It's
1: just better. Yeah. So. Uh, I, you know, I'll be happy either way. How about that?
0: All right, that's fair. That's a vanilla answer. You're boring, yeah. Johnny.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Just like 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 I'm I'm in favor of like a fifty to three loss, which probably might not have because like the defense is like good enough that like I don't know they'll probably probably lose by thirty or whatever. But um I don't know. Just no confidence in the offense. To like really score against the Bucks. Yeah. You
1: know? <laughs> Johnny, you're you're a Chargers fan, right?
2: Uh, kind of uh in the, like in a way like like the, like they're a very entertaining t- team to me like win or lose like if, if that makes sense it's like yeah. it, it, like they're they're kind of they're kind of like a secondary team to me like if if you want my actual team it's it's the browns and you know like the kind of season they put up like kind of speaks for itself but
1: yeah well yeah. I, I i just mentioned that because I, I was talking to curtis about it earlier like i think if the, uh, the Jags beat the Colts, and then if the Chargers tie in their game, then both the Chargers and the Raiders go to the playoffs. Is that right?
2: Uh, Yeah, if, if they, like, basically kneel out and tie. But, like, they're yeah. like, they're never going to do that, though. Like, if, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, what the, like they're both going to want to win that game. Like, to tie <laughs> is going to be like, absolutely humiliating for them, regardless if they both make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I just – that's uh, just crazy. That's just, like so – That is wild. That is yeah. insane. And NFL – Roger Goodell is shitting his pants if that happens yeah. because he does not want that whatsoever.
2: I he hates want when it.
0: guys sit out the last or the team sit out the last week. But it doesn't look like it. the Bucks are doing yeah, that. I
1: do too. I, I, I would love the uh that the would be crazy. Yeah, the, the refs would probably like try to intervene and like uh like call penalties that aren't there and like try to back them up and just like crazy shit. But I I, I think it would be uh very fun to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's man. I just can't believe that's even a scenario. I don't even like <laughs> I wonder what the betting is on that. And, that's and gotta the, be. The wild. crazy part
1: is is that the Colts haven't won in Jacksonville in like eight years. So like yeah. it's it's not a crazy scenario that the Colts lose to Jacksonville. Yeah. Like they cannot win in Jacksonville. So yeah, like
2: they, they that they, might they lo- happen. <laughs> Sorry. They, they like they lose in Jacksonville while like all the fans are showing up in like like literal clown costumes. I don't know. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Like they're literally gonna show up like hundreds and thousands are going to show up in clown costumes because they disapproved the actions of I sh- uh, I can't even pronounce his name, but like the owner. Shotcon. Con- yeah. Shotcon.
0: Yeah. That's
1: what Panthers fans should be doing. show. You no, know, I'm clown really
2: glad man. that there isn't Panther. another
0: home game because I feel like Panther fans would be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and the fire mat
1: rule t-shirts that we saw at the Hornets game. That's what everybody should wear. But- oh,
0: man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's 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 talk about the hall of fame here a little bit because I wanted to mention this. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about Vuxweiser no, this weekend. But I, I care about my mental health. Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of Fame finalists were announced this weekend. Uh the legend, the keep pounding legend, Sam Mills made the list. Steve Smith did not. We had a conversation, Bryson and I mm-hmm. earlier in the season with uh Panther. I'm going to say this wrong. And I had this written down Panther nation podcast. We talked about if Steve Smith deserves to be a first ballot hall of famer. And there was some confusion when we were, and I don't know if Bryson was on, you might not have been on that episode with me, but that conversation came up, but I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. What do you, did you guys think Steve Smith got snubbed here? Yeah, absolutely. He's a triple crown winner, baby.
1: Uh, you know, I, I think Steve Smith is a first-ballot Hall of Famer, and that's just not even the Panthers fan inside of me, like, bias saying that. Like, he is a legit first-ballot Hall of Famer. He has the stats to back it up, and he, obviously the Triple Crown, and just, like, the player that he was. Like, I, I think he deserved it, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, and, and he'll get in eventually. But uh, I thought, you know, just the first ballot was um, the respect he deserved.
2: Yeah. I, yeah pr, I'm, I'm pretty much with you there. Like in addition to being like the last triple crown receiver in NFL history, he's, he, I think he's the only receiver to ever lead a season in yards per game on, on, on a team that was first, that was like dead last in passing, which is like absolutely impo- crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely impossible. Like, I like, I, I, I think it was 2008. Yeah. It was 2008. He had like 101 yards per game. And like, c- like considering what Jake Delhomme were like, Eventually, do like in that postseason, which is like de- definitely something that like puts like a lot of PTSD in like Panthers fans. But anyway, um, <laughs> like that, like it's just insanely impressive. Like this, this guy had like an an incredible com- like an incredibly elite, r- rare kind of combination of like route running, uh speed, uh contested catchability, and of course one of the greatest receivers after the catch of all time, as like, I'm sure we know, uh, like, and, and like, it just says a lot for like someone of his size to like absolutely just ball out in the NFL for like many years upon years upon years. And to, to especially come out and like have a triple crown year uh, the year after he tore his ACL, um, it yeah. just speaks. It just speaks to like the kind of like talent that this guy had. So like, so yeah, I would definitely say like, he's a Hall of Fame snub, especially especially considering like how small the list is in the first place. Yeah,
0: I was just looking at while you guys were talking, just that stats and the the ones who were the finalists: Andre Johnson, Torrey mm-hmm. Holt, and it looks like Reggie Wayne. Hold, hold,
2: hold, they deserve it to be fair.
0: Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, yeah. and Reggie Wayne were the three f- finalists for wide receivers this year. And the thing I think that hurts Smith is the touchdowns. He's only got eighty-one touchdowns compared to those guys who are. I'm trying to just find them here quickly, but I think it's oh, Reggie Wayne's around him. Reggie Wayne's at 82. See, now I think that's bullshit. So yeah. Reggie Wayne's at 82. <laughs> Steve Smith's at 81. And yeah, then I if, think. And then if you go by yards, Steve Smith has more yards than Reggie Wayne. Yeah. And Maybe. I'm trying to find uh Anquan Bo- or not Anquan Bolden. I'm trying to find
1: Andre Johnson.
0: Andre Johnson here on the list. And I don't even know if he's on here. But anyway, okay. Steve it Smith is. is, he's undersized and he's, a, he was great. And we're all biased here a little bit, whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, he's led in yards between those two guys and, and in touchdowns. And this is no knock. Cause I love Jake Delhomme. Look at the quarterbacks. Those guys had yeah. like, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's bullshit. It really is. So, I mean, Tory Holt, he had what? Kurt Warner. Who else was there for him? He had a, He Mark, had a
2: um, Mark Bolger, I think. Bolger
0: Brunel was, or something like de- that. Yeah, he was decent. Yeah. And then Reggie Wayne had Peyton Manning. I mean, the guy's <laughs> a Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Steve Smith that Jake DeLone throw into it. The Canadian, like, come on, like what the hell?
1: The Raging Cajun.
0: Yeah, the Man. Raging Cajun.
2: Yeah. Did I make it, that it, up? It was
0: he Canadian? Mm.
2: I don't think so. Did he play I,
0: in Canadian football league? Didn't, didn't Jake DeLome? I Maybe think I'm I making he, shit up I,
2: here. I think he played in uh, the arena football league. Yeah. Arena.
0: That's what it is. I, I think you're thinking of Doug
2: Flutie. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: yeah, him. I definitely made up the Canadian thing, but he, I thought he played in some like weird league or something like yeah. that. That's NFL. <laughs>
2: NFL. NFL Europe is probably what you're thinking. He played in NFL Europe as well.
0: Uh, that's okay. where, that's what I'm thinking. Yes. But yeah, th- I mean like, what the hell that's, and we talked about it on that other pot, And I don't know. I just, I think he's definitely should, he'll get in. He's going to get in. Like the but guy is, was insane for his If size. I'm not mistaken, I thought you were. Uh, I ooh. did. Okay. And there was confusion on that though. Let me, let me clarify that. Cause yeah. I still feel haunted for saying that. So when I, we had this discussion on PMP, someone at PMP or someone in the, in the, podcast show said randy moss wasn't a first ballot hall of famer and was that not. was was yes. no 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 that like like um by the book was it not like his own thought like he legit we all thought he legitimately wasn't a first ballot like based off of the history so and under that impression i said no he doesn't deserve if randy moss wasn't but then there was someone clarified and said no, Randy Moss was a first ballot hall of famer. So I was basing it off ah. of that, to be fair. That's where it came. And that was like that haunted me after that. I'm like, how the hell didn't I know Randy Moss was a first? But someone I think it was David was like, Well, Randy Moss wasn't. And then I was like, What? Like, if Randy Moss wasn't, Steve Smith ain't a first ballot hall of Famer. That's kind of where I was Damn. at. But yeah, there was some confusion. We all looked stupid in that, <laughs> that day on that on that discussion. But No, I think just based off of this list, who's made it this year, I mean, I'm sorry, but Devin Hester made it in front over him. And I, I get it. And I, I I was a Packers fan at one time. So I get, (laughs) I know Devin Hester's impact of that Chicago Bears team all those years. But I'm sorry, like Steve Smith at his respective position should be in there. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. It's good to see Jaron Allen, made too. We didn't even give him some love. He's ah, in there. He'll, former Panther,
1: baby. Panther's he'll he'll be getting that. He's
0: <laughs> he's He'll be a first ballot for sure. But yeah, shout out to Sam Mills. I mean, I don't personally have any stories. I was too young at the time. I don't know anything. If you guys know anything about the Sam Mills playing days. But too young. Yeah, yeah. he just I know <laughs> he had a. An insane amount of impact on this team and this franchise obviously you know made the key mm-hmm. pounding it's good South it's, good to, see, it's good to see it's good to see him as a finalist so yeah. hopefully you can get in any john madden favorite memories anything bryson i know you loved the madden games anything yeah i mean I, that, that's
1: all i was gonna mention man i've just been playing madden like since i can remember and like he's just had a huge impact in my life that way and um, obviously i don't remember him coaching or anything like that but uh or even really broadcasting i don't remember listening to him a lot uh but um the video games um obviously you know people have their qualms with, with madden and it's glitches and stuff like that but i got a madden game tonight after this podcast and a fra- connected oh franchise. my goodness like, he's in like, his
0: madden game here
1: <laughs>
2: wow
1: like hey that that's what that's what he's meant to my life like he, he he still plays you know a part in my life with with the Madden franchise game. So um, just appreciative of that and everything that he, that he did for the sport.
2: I, w- I would probably say like, my, like my favorite map uh, memory of Madden was um, I, I suppose like his final years in broadcasting with uh, ABC. Like I, like I, I kind of like steered more, like more toward like the Al Michaels, John Madden uh, duo than I did with like Pat Summerall. Like I, like I, I was like too young. Like, and I know like also I, I didn't really watch at the time, like Sumrall and Madden were like the kings of like sports commentary or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh I don't know. Like I, I just specifically remember like uh the Super Bowl but the Super Bowl between uh the Steelers and Cardinals were like I believe that was Madden's last game as a broadcaster or like as like a commentator and uh like like his thoughts in the San Antonio San Antonio Holmes catch and um Incredible. Yeah. So, like, I, 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 would, I would say, like, that's my defining memory. I Like, I'm not too much of a Madden gamer, which, like, maybe is my fault or whatever, but in terms of broadcast, Yeah, you're going to
0: hell for that. <laughs> i just kidding. Yeah, probably.
2: Curtis, you don't play Madden. <laughs> yeah. I haven't in, like, a surprised. year, but
0: I used, like, I used, dude, I, I spent a lot of time in Madden in, like, high school. I'm probably at too much time, to be honest with you, but. Madden Madden is a great game I just haven't gamed in a while and I don't want you you should be scared of me anyways you should you should be wanting me to play man I kick your ass oh I don't (laughs) want to hear any of that we know what happened last time oh man but yeah I I had one I had a cool memory with Madden I I remember him too with the Al Michaels days and it was Green Bay The Green Bay Packers were playing the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. I think it was like early, mid-2000s. And the Cowboys were staying in my hometown because it was about a half hour away from Green Bay. And so the Cowboys were in the hotel. And then obviously the Sunday night crew was staying in the same hotel as they were. So I ran into, we sat outside the exit of the hotel waiting for Cowboys players coming back from dinner. And we ran into Al Michaels. That guy had an insane freaking expensive ass like Royce fucking vehicle. It was ridiculous. Um, But John Madden came out and he, he ended up going in the Sunday Night Football RV and all the fans were like cheering. We were like feet away from him. He got, he went up in the bus and then came back out and he gave, he handed out Sunday night football pins and he ended up giving me one. And it was, I'll never forget it. It's wow. still in my bedroom at home. Um, That's awesome. I, I think it was when I thought he, I thought him and Al Michaels were on NBC, but I'm not sure. But anyway, he gave us, I think it was like an NBC sports pin, um, but it was cool. He, it was, it was insane. And at the time I was younger. So it's was like, Oh, it's John Madden. But now it's like, Holy shit. That was John Madden. So that was probably my that was that was my memory of him and just rest in peace. But I think that's going to wrap up everything for tonight. Johnny, just want to thank you for coming on Panthers on Tap. Hopefully we can get you on this offseason to talk about, you know, where things at with this team. And as we get closer to the combine and free agency and the draft, we'd definitely like to have you on. And we just give a little plug for Johnny to give him a follow on Twitter at Brickwall Blitz. Um, He, he is tweeting all the time. He tweets out a ton of shit. So you will get your fair share of
2: content, Elite content.
0: across the NFL. Content. So we thank you again, Johnny. It was, it, it's been fun, man.
2: Thank you guys. It was a lot of fun.
0: Bryson. before we get to our drinks of choice this evening, I just wanted to mention this because I don't think we formally have talked about this on this show, but, David Rhodes of Panthers Nation podcast we made a bet earlier this season and somehow we might have jinxed this team I mean seriously but somehow our bet could pan out after this week which is insane to me so David and I bet each other the Panther Nation podcast they had Bryce and I both on it was way early in the season but me and him at I believe the bet was off the record. I don't even think it was in the recording. I think it was after we got off because we started getting into a heated conversation. But anyway, we bet each other $20 if the Panthers finished with a five with five wins or less. And the it was if Matt Rule would be around for a third season, if the team finished with five wins or less. He said Matt Rule would be fired if they finished with five wins. I said Tepper would give him one more season. So – if the Panthers lose this weekend, we will find out. I would think on Monday, the fate of this bet. But it, it's sad that this is, we've come to this point. <laughs> because being involved, we were like, oh, this is never going to happen. Because at the time when we made it, they had won, I think, three games already. I think it was that, like, they had won a couple games. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. So, it was, uh, It was like,
0: it, it was when they were doing well. Like,
1: not terrible, at least. So... um but yeah, I mean, it's sad that it's come to it, but <laughs> we'll see if you get twenty bucks or you're uh, you yeah, lose twenty we're big, bucks. So.
0: We're we're big spenders here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's get to our draft picks of the week. <laughs> All right, Bryce, and this week. I'm drinking a Lidl special here. (laughs) This is, (laughs) this is um, from craft explorers. I think is what the brewery is called, but it's, this is a blue Ridge lager. It's got a Cardinal on the front and it is 4.6% alcohol. And I think this is, it says it's produced and bottled in central Virginia brewing company. So that's actually the company it's out in Crossit, Virginia. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but, it's a decent beer it's not awful i don't know if i'd buy it again but i'll definitely finish the rest of them i think i got a six pack they're they're decent they're all right it's a lighter beer um i'm trying to think of something to describe it i don't really know yeah it's a locker it's that's i almost had two of them tonight so there you go but yeah this is um this is Central Virginia Brewing Company, Blue Ridge Lager. Go give that a try if you're ever up in the Virginia area or they sell it. I guess at Lido in North Carolina.
1: All right. Sounds good, man. Um, I am drinking wine tonight. I'm going uh, the Curtis Rowan route tonight. Uh, Drinking a wine from Pilot Mountain Vineyards here in North Carolina. Uh, It is called Touch of Apple. It is a wine that I enjoy a lot. Um, Their description is our touch of apple. Is a semi-sweet wine white wine with natural apple flavor this delightful wine can be enjoyed chilled or served warm like an apple cider or as an apple spritzer um, it's my favorite wine that I've ever drank uh, it is favorite really...
0: wine ever folks yeah yeah <laughs> it,
1: it it is so good uh, it's it, it is really sweet so if you don't like sweet wine then you probably won't like it but um, I like sweet wine and um, is it thick I... or smooth Oh it's definitely smooth all right uh yeah it's 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 delicious uh i would recommend it the winery i'm sorry i
0: meant thicker light but you get it yeah go ahead uh, <laughs>
1: uh the winery itself is pretty awesome they have a outside area where you can sit and you have like a straight on view of Pilot mountain um it's really really pretty uh, very pretty uh vineyard as well so uh recommend that they have other good wines there as well and give touch of apple a try
0: yeah, they got an Airbnb on site too. I would say that might be one of the best views I've ever seen at a at a winery. Yeah, like absolutely, it's, it's a damn good view. I'm sure they paid for that view. To be honest with you, but oh yeah, yeah well, I like their wine too. They're just, uh, I, I second that. I think it was. I mean, a lot of the wines we had there were really good. So, but that is going to do it. This is our. The second last episode before the season ends we got a really good one coming up next week I'm very excited for but yeah we just appreciate you guys listening every week and to all of our every week listeners and followers and every really one on Twitter and all this podcast platforms we just want to say thank you guys for listening to Panthers on tap because we appreciate it it was I think it was a year ago this month we started the Twitter. And I think our first episode came out in February. So, yeah, it's been fun so far. I've I've enjoyed it. (laughs) I mean, it's this season sucked, but it's It's, it's it's been been fun. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Well, we just want to thank you guys all again. You can catch our episodes every Thursday wherever you listen to your podcast. Go follow us on Twitter at Panthers on Tap for all your analysis and breaking news. And as always...